The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Carla Swanigan Ministries. Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how he truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Today on the show, we're going to talk about fear. We're going to talk about going from fear to freedom. You know, because of God's grace, his scandalous grace and mercy, he wants to see us set free from everything that would try to hinder us from our destiny and our calling and anything that would just try to hold us captive. Um, We don't want to be in bondage to anything because Jesus died on the cross. That's all about his scandalous grace. He died on the cross to set us free from everything that the enemy, that the devil would use to try and hold us captive in this life here on earth. So um, we don't want to partner with that. So today we're going to talk about being free from fear and I'll even be sharing some of my own experiences and hopes that it really encourages you and helps you um, you know just put it into a practical application in your own life and also let you know that listen you're not alone we all struggle at times in our lives with fear different types of fear fear is going to happen it's just how we respond when we feel it that matters okay So um, let's just dig in today. We know that fear is an attack and a tactic of the enemy because it tells us very clearly in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God will never give you the spirit of cowardly fear, but he gives the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and sound judgment. And this is honestly, you guys, if I'm being totally transparent and authentic with you, which I hope I'm always doing, this is a topic that I have battled with most of my life, fear. God's really been healing me and delivering me from fear for the past decade or so, but it's something that he is still working on in me. Like all of us in our walk, it's, it's from glory to glory, right? We're always going to that next level of where he wants us to be in freedom and walking in our authority. And because I've been dealing with it for so long, you know, one of my favorite, um, memory verses, it's actually, I think it might've been the first verse I ever memorized when I came back to the Lord and it's from Joshua 1.9. I even carry, um, I have this little, it's written on a shield. Somebody had it engraved and gave it to me. I carry it on my keychain as a reminder just to remember not to be afraid. And I've had it on my keychain for so long that it's actually almost all the words have rubbed off, but I still remember what it says. And it's Joshua 1, verses 6 through 9. And it's the verse that um, the Lord tells Joshua, do not be afraid, but be strong and courageous. I tell you again, do not be afraid. I'm with you wherever you go. And that's such a good reminder to me. Um, like I said, because I've, I've battled fear. As a matter of fact, you know, even over the last decade or so, as I've been um, walking with the Lord again and back in ministry, and I would take, you know, training classes in ministry and whatnot. And even when I would go down to the altar for prayer, like on a Sunday morning after church, most of the time that people would pray for me, Even strangers, they would all say essentially the same thing. And they would quote that verse to me, the righteous are as bold as a lion. 
And they would quote that verse to me all the time. And and they would always encourage me to be bold and fearless. I mean, to the point where I expected it every time I went up to get prayer, it almost became annoying because I would hear it so much. And you know how that is. But I knew at the same time that the reason I was hearing it so much and the reason people felt, you know, led to pray for me about it is because, you know, it's obviously something I needed prayer for. But, um, you know, I'm going to tell you a little story here of a recent example of how God's been working this in, the, in my life and the way this whole topic came up for me to talk about today. Recently, I was at a ministry conference out in California, and we were doing all these um, ministry trainings, and they're real big on activation and application. So they'll teach us stuff. Um, they'll take us through the word, and then they will expect us to activate it in our lives. They'll have us walk through a lesson of it, you know, and practice what we've been taught. And so that was going on for the whole week, and... Um, it came time where there was this one part where they said, okay, I want you, the, the pastor said, I want you guys to take something that you have with you that means a lot to you. And I want you to pray and ask the Lord, you know, how could this bless somebody else? And I want you to, you know, look around the room at all the other ministers in the room. And I want you to give it to the person that you feel like the Lord is leading you to give it to and tell them why you feel like, the, you know, the Lord wants them to have this particular gift from you. And it could be anything, you know, anything that you have with you. Well, immediately I'm like, okay, lipstick, maybe my little um, tissue box. I'm trying to think of something like super um, not important to me, which was not what the pastor asked us to do at all. He said something that you treasure. And so I'm like, uh, and I looked down, you guys, and I was wearing my favorite bracelet. And this wasn't just like any cute bracelet. This was a bracelet that my sweet assistant, Rachel, had made for me. And it was very dear to my heart because it was beautiful, first of all, and she had met, she was handmade, and it was just gorgeous, and it had all this real pretty bling on it. I love the sparkly, but in the middle of it, in really pretty script, it had engraved the word fearless. And when she gave it to me, it was to be a reminder that God was calling me to do big things and um, that I was called to step out in faith and do those things, and it was meant to be a reminder to me to be fearless. And so I had worn it for, I don't know, a year or two. Um, and I loved it. And like, seriously, women would stop me and say, Hey, where'd you get that? That's really pretty. I want to get one. I'm like, Oh, you can't buy this. You know, somebody made it for me. And I was just really blessed. I love that bracelet so much, but I could feel the Lord, the Holy spirit, totally tugging on my heart and telling me, I want you to give that bracelet away. And you guys, I was so bummed out. I did not want to do it. Um, and I found myself like trying to talk him out of it, but that doesn't work as we all know. But anyway, so I'm like, all right. So I took it off and I started walking around and this um, gentleman walked up to me, one of the other ministers that was there training at the conference. And he said, Hey, I think I have something for you. And he proceeded to like, give me this beautiful little white gift box, with this big white bow around it. And he told me all these nice things that, um, that it represented to him and what he felt like God was saying it represented to me and that he wanted me to have it. And it was all about treasure and that my heart, my treasure was in the Lord and just really beautiful things. And then he said, you know, I, I thanked him and he said, what do you have for me? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to have to give away my bracelet after all because this is a dude. He's not going to want this bracelet. So I was like, well, the Lord told me to give this bracelet, but I know that you don't want it because you're a guy. And, you would never, and he goes, oh, no, my wife is here and I believe it's for her. And right in that moment, his wife walked up and she's like, hi. And she introduced herself. And I'm like, oh, my God. I still have to give my bracelet away. It is for her. And so I handed it to her. And of course she loved it because it was beautiful. And, um, she thanked me for it. And I, I shared with her what it meant to me and what I felt like God was saying and that he was calling her to be fearless and, 
and courageous. And she said that totally bore witness to her because of some of the things that she was going through in her life. So, so I knew it was for her and, you know, I blessed her and walked away. But on the inside, I was like, Ugh, that was my favorite bracelet. I loved it so much. You know, and it's not like I can just go out and buy one anywhere. And, you know, I just, I just really loved that. And it was a great reminder for me. And right when I said that, I was kind of like, you know, having a pity party. I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, you know what, Carla, I had you give that away because you don't need it anymore. You don't need it anymore. You are fearless. You are brave. You are bold. You are stepping out and doing the things I've called you to do. And so I was like, wow. And so then I was super excited that I got to give it away because I I realized that I have grown in the Lord and he's bringing me along in this journey of learning to be fearless in him and shutting down fear in my life. And what I really felt like the Lord was showing me about fear is that it's such a destiny robber in people's lives. You know, John 10, 10 tells us the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And that's what fear tries to do. It tries to rob you of your destiny. It tries to rob you of your calling, but God wants to give us that life that it says in John 10, 10 and give it to us in abundance. He doesn't want us to live in lack. He doesn't want us to to deal with those things from the enemy that would try and rob us. So one of the people in the Bible that I want to talk about today that is a great example of what fear can do and how you can overcome it is in the story of Moses. And that's going to be in Exodus chapter 2 if you've got your Bibles handy or that version app or whatever you use on your phone. Grab that really quick, um, and you're going to be in Exodus chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 11. But just a little background for some of you that may not know the story of Moses. Um You know, he was adopted into Pharaoh's family because Pharaoh was having all the little boys, all the little Hebrew boys in the land killed. And so his mom put him in a basket and put him in in the water and Pharaoh's daughter found him. And there's just a whole beautiful backstory to how Moses' life was spared and how he came to be in Pharaoh's house in the first place. But he's living as a prince in Pharaoh's house when we pick up the story here in Exodus chapter 2. And so if you'll turn with me there now, like I said, we're going to start in verse 11. Years later, after Moses had grown up, he went out to his own people and observed their forced labor. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his people. Looking all around and seeing no one, he struck the Egyptian dead and hit him in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you attacking your neighbor? Who made you a commander and judge over us? The man replied, Are you planning to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses became afraid and thought, what I did is certainly known. And so what happened there is Moses killed a guy and tried to hide it. But people, some of his own Hebrew people saw it and called him out on it. And so now he's, he's super afraid that everybody knows what he did. And what ends up happening is he goes and hides in the desert. He leaves Pharaoh's palace, and he goes and hides in the desert. And what's going on here, you guys, and the way that this applies in our lives that I just really want us to see is Moses was so afraid of his past coming back to haunt him, the fact that he had killed that man and tried to hide it. He was so afraid of his past coming back to haunt him that he fled to the desert. And listen, I can totally relate to that for sure. Fear, like I said earlier, has been the enemy's weapon of choice throughout my entire life. And, um, sometimes I have been known to go and hide and flee to the desert. I don't know if that applies to any of you guys, but that's totally happened to me. I mean, one example of that is 
even before I was given the opportunity to have my show here on the station on the radio, I'd, I'd never had a radio show. I'd been doing podcasting and ministry and speaking and, and stuff like that, but I had not been on the radio before. And when I was given the opportunity, when the station called and offered me this opportunity, at first I was super excited and I was like, yes, that's awesome. You know, I'm so excited to be able to possibly reach more people and just have a greater outreach in general for the Lord and for the kingdom. And I was super stoked about that. But then, um, you know, people at my church started congratulating me and they were all excited for me because they've been praying for me and my ministry and just really supporting me and what God's called me to do. And you know, they believe in me and they were happy for me. So it was like a great, awesome thing. But then what happened to me was I started hearing, you know, those voices of accusation. I've talked about that on the show before. Those voices of shame and guilt reminding me of my past. Um, The voice of fear and the voice of dread coming and telling me that, you know, something bad was going to happen if I did this. And um, just trying to make me want to stay hiding in my desert. You know what I mean? Because I was in my safe little place. I had my comfort zone. And here the Lord's calling me to step out into the unknown and do this new thing. And I let that sneaky voice of fear come in and tell me your past will come back to haunt you. You know, I've shared a lot of my story with you guys. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I have a very um, crazy and, like my mom would say, quite colorful history Um, with the Lord and also the years that I wasn't with the Lord. And I feel like the enemy tries to use that shame and guilt from our past and just, you know, our choices and our lifestyles and everything in the past to try to keep us there and to keep us from stepping into our destiny. And what I want to say to you and what I have learned and what the Lord is continually showing me is your past does not determine your future. God doesn't, God doesn't look at our past and decide whether or not we can do the things that he's called us to in our future. He's the one that calls us and he will equip us. So while I did to some extent want to keep hiding in my little desert, like Moses was doing, I did remember this verse from first Peter five verse seven. And it's the one that talks about giving all your, all your cares and anxieties to him and just laying them at his feet and receiving his peace. And the passion translation actually says it like this. And I love it. I think it's so beautiful. Pour out all your worries and stresses upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. And sometimes that's the hardest part, you know, leaving them there. But that's what God calls us to do. And sometimes I have to lay them down like five or six times a day. And on days that I record the show, you know what? I may have to lay them down 10 times, you know, because I'm thinking about that kind of stuff. But I have to keep giving it to God just like it tells us in Scripture to do. And you guys, the word works. You know, speak it over your life. I know we've talked about that before, too. But the word is so powerful. It's living and active. It is literally alive to do what God sends it to do. So speak the word over yourself, declare that kind of stuff over yourself. Whenever you feel like your past is trying to rob you and cause fear about what God's calling you to do. Um, One of my favorite pastors says um, this about fear. He said, fear is an exaggerated view of the enemy. You know, when you think about, um, if you could imagine fear being like a little troll, it's the way I describe it, a little tiny two foot troll. And then you, You stand that little troll of fear next to your great God. And it doesn't even compare you guys. God is huge in comparison. And so sometimes I just need a visual. I'm a visual learner. And so sometimes I just remember, oh, wait, it's a tiny little troll and God is huge. So that really helps me. So maybe that'll help you. You know, when I was little, I was so scared as a little girl of like the boogeyman. You know, did anybody else go through that? I, 
I would, my mom would put me in bed and tuck me in and kiss me goodnight and leave the room and turn off the light. And I would be terrified. The minute she left the room, the minute that light went off, went off, I would be so scared of the dark. I was so worried that something bad was going to happen, but there was a boogeyman under my bed that I would like not sleep. It would take me forever to fall asleep and, and I would get under the covers and hide and um, I would be so exhausted the next morning because I hardly slept because I was going through all those worst case scenarios in my head of the boogeyman and, and what if he was there, you know, and I just would freeze in my bed. And, you know, that's what fear tries to do. It's intended to be paralyzing and debilitating. It wants to freeze you in your tracks. But when you can remember that God has called you and he is with you, you can step out into the destiny that he has for you. You know, another way that, that fear tries to come against us is through intimidation. You know, fear of not being equipped for what God's calling you to or not being qualified, you know, just unqualified. And this type of fear really tries to stop you in your tracks. And we're going to pick back up in Exodus and hear a little bit more about how this tried to come against Moses. And we're going to move forward. We're in chapter four now. So if you'll turn with me to chapter four in your Bibles, verse 10, we're going to pick up Moses has been hiding in the desert and now God has called him to be the deliverer of his people. And this is the part where Moses has heard God speak to him through the burning bush. And he's talked about hearing the cries of his people, the Hebrews that are under um, Pharaoh's evil rule. And so he has called Moses to come out of the desert and be the deliverer that he will equip him to be. So we're going to pick up here in Exodus chapter four and hear about what's going on now. Okay. Chapter four, verse 10. But Moses replied to the Lord, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent either in the past or recently or since you've been speaking to your servant because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. The Lord said to him, who has placed a mouth on humans who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. Moses said, please, Lord, send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, Isn't Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well, and also he is on his way now to meet you. He will rejoice when he sees you. You will speak with him and tell him what to say. I will help both you and him to speak and will teach you both what to do. So now what's going on there is scholars say, biblical scholars say that um, by Moses saying that he was slow in speech, that he had a stutter. He had a speech impediment. And so Moses was so afraid because of his stutter of being, you know, not qualified, not equipped. He was so afraid of that, you guys, that he was willing to relinquish the call and destiny on his life. He was willing to just hand it off and say, send somebody else, Lord, you know, let them do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not equipped. And here God was telling him, I will help you. I will give you the words to speak. And I, God does that in our lives too, you guys. We'll, we'll feel those those moments, those doors of opportunity that the Lord will open up to us. And we have to decide right then and there if we're going to walk through it. And we don't want to, we don't want to go through what Moses went through. We want to be ready. We want to remember when those doors are open to us that, yeah, we may not feel equipped. We may not feel ready, but if God is calling us to do it, he will help us. He will be there with us. He, he will equip us. You know, that phrase, I've said it before, Um, God doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. It's all because of Jesus. You guys, that scandalous grace. Once again, that we have anything that we have that we're equipped in any way that any of us are qualified for anything. I mean, we're all sinners and we all need Jesus. 
And um, so I just encourage you when, when he opens that door, like he was doing for Moses right there in that passage, we want to be ready and willing to walk through it. You know, that happened recently in my own life. Again, I'll use, I'll use the show as an example because it's a real current thing that's just happened. Um, I record the show and um, here in the studio and then it airs, you know, here you guys are listening to it every Saturday at six and four, six a.m. and four p.m. But one of the days I came in recently and um, they needed somebody to fill in on another show and it was a live show and I had never done a live show. And so immediately when the opportunity was offered to me on the inside, I panicked and I'm like, I'm not equipped for that. I've never done a live show. You know, I'm not qualified. And seriously, you guys, in that moment, I had to make a decision. Just like I'm talking to you about, I really felt like the Holy Spirit said, I am opening this door to you and I want you to walk through it. And it's a perfect example of what happened with Moses. And, and I was like, okay, Lord, you're right. You're with me. You're teaching me to be fearless. You're teaching me to be brave. And knowing that you're with me and that you're the one that equips us, I'm going to walk through that door. And here's the thing, you guys, God never calls us to a place where he isn't already at. You know, if he's calling you to step out into something, he's already there. He's already there. And Joyce Meyer often says this. She tells the story about how she had a friend who was always saying that there's lots of things she wanted to do, but, you know, she was just afraid. And finally, after hearing that same comment from her friend over and over and over again about why she wasn't doing any of the things in her life that she felt she was destined to do, Joyce just looked at her and she said, listen, just do it afraid. What if you just do it afraid? And that's what I feel like the Lord tells me a lot of times. Just do it afraid, Carla. Do it afraid. You don't have to be so um, confident and assured. Just lean on me, daughter, and do it afraid. And that's what I encourage you guys to do too. So whatever God's calling you to, don't be afraid. He's already there. He's got you. You know, one of the ways that we can battle that feeling of being unqualified or, or not equipped is to remember that he is with us and we can take practical steps to remind ourselves of this. And, and that's what I do. Like I talk to you about declaring the word and speaking the word over yourself. You know, I'm, I'm in the kitchen. I love to cook. My husband loves for me to cook. I was raised in the South and that's kind of a big thing down there. So I cook dinner several nights a week and, um, I'm always in the kitchen. It seems like. And so I'll put Bible verses, especially ones that God's using in my life to speak to me. I'll, I'll either write them up on a note card or put them on a sticky note and I'll stick them in my, in my kitchen window right there above the sink where I'm at washing my hands and doing food prep and stuff. And the one that I've had there for years as the Lord's been walking me through this season of learning to be more fearless and learning to lean on him and learning to, to be bold and brave is a scripture from Deuteronomy and it's Deuteronomy 31 verse eight. And this is what it says. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And that verse is so good to me because it reminds me that, that he's right there and that he's not going to let go of me. He's never going to leave me and that I can trust him. And I don't even have to, I don't have to be afraid and I don't have to be discouraged because he's right there. And so I said yes to that opportunity that day to, um, host and host for that live show. And I'm so glad I did you guys, because it was a great opportunity for me to learn and train and, um, step out into things that I've never done before and get out of my comfort zone and just give me more experiences. And I'm so glad I did that. If I had not walked through that door of opportunity, um, that God had for me, maybe I wouldn't be prepared for the next thing that might come in my life. You know, we never know what lies just ahead in our destiny. 
And another thing that I like to remind myself of is that verse in the Bible that talks about perfect love casts out all fear. And I feel like that's a big piece of the puzzle for those of us that, that deal with fear, any kind of fear. It's remembering that God's love is perfect. And the more we receive his perfect, scandalous love and grace, the more it pushes out there's fear, that fear that tries to come against us. There's no room for it when we're receiving his perfect love. So what I want to say to you guys listening today is what doors of opportunity maybe is God opening in your life right now? What part of your destiny lies just ahead on the other side of some fear that the enemy may have placed in your path? I just want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone listening. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus, and I command it to go, and I speak your shalom, your kingdom peace, your perfect love to them right now, Lord. And I pray that you'd remind them how to battle fear when it tries to come against them, that you would speak your truth to them, Holy Spirit, and your word, Lord Jesus. I pray all these in the mighty, delivering, healing name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Um, I just thank you so much for joining us today. I pray that this show has been a blessing to you. You can email me at scandalousgrace at carloswanigan.com and let me know how God's moving in your life through the show and how we can partner with you in prayer. You can also connect with us on social media at carloswanigan.com. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carloswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carloswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.